us stand as we uh, worship the Lord together this morning. I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. And I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his courts with praise. I will sing since the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice for he has made me glad. I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his courts with praise. I will sing since
Now stand up <laughs> and greet someone. We want you to get your exercise this morning. This uh, special that we're going to sing for you, uh, it's about the parable that Jesus told about uh, leaving the 99 sheep for that one lost sheep. And uh, that's what the chubs have done. So, yeah.
said it was written back in the 1800s so um, that was that was nice thank you a couple of prayer requests to uh, bring before you this morning uh, I was just talking with uh, Kyle and he said uh, about his grandmother she did get home to her apartment uh, Orpha Strohecker uh, so we're thankful for that uh, continue to pray for her uh, to recover from uh, the surgery that she had a little while back Dorothea Lebo keep her in prayer as well uh, we do need to keep her in prayer. She had a few complications since her knee replacement surgery. Um, and John Good had complications as well after his gallbladder surgery. So continue to pray for John. Um, he had an extended stay in the hospital. And so we need to continue to bring uh, him before the Lord as well. As I mentioned, Sarah Murin's grandmother had passed away on Friday. So do pray for that family Funeral, funeral was yesterday, uh, so pray for a safe trip back uh, for, uh, for Tony and Sarah. 
Father, as we come before you this morning, we come with thanksgiving. Father, it is that month in which uh, we are to be thankful, and we are thankful, Lord. We are so thankful and grateful for uh, the many blessings that you have showered down upon us in so many different ways. Uh, Father, we thank you that you have given us salvation. We thank you that you have saved us by grace. And although, Lord, we were lost in trespasses and sins, Father, you drew us to yourself and washed us and cleansed us. And now, Father, we have been made whole. We thank you that we are redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. But, Father, that places upon us a responsibility to go out into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Father, help us to be about our Father's business. Help us, Father, to be sharing and telling the good news. Father, we are thankful that we can bring before you these folks. We uh, certainly thank you that um, these who we mentioned are recovering, maybe not as quickly as uh, we would expect or would, have, would like, but uh, Father, there is recovery taking place. I pray for Tony and Sarah now that you would give them safety as they travel back home. Father, I think of Pat Snyder as well, failed to mention her just moments ago, going in tomorrow for some uh, work on her arteries, uh, and so we pray for her. Father, I thank you again for those who have heard your call, those, Lord, who have heard you speak clearly and give guidance and direction to go out into the world. Father, we think, of course, of the Chubbs this morning, Don and Chrissy and family, and these, Lord, who grew up in this area. But, Father, you have called them um, away from home. You have called them to Mexico, where, Father, they serve you. We pray, Lord, that you would give them a great and wonderful time here at home. Uh, refresh them, nourish them. Father, help them be able to meet with supporting churches, supporting people, family, friends, relatives. For, Father, they have a great work down in Mexico. And, Father, we ask that you, Lord, might guide their steps, guide their every path, and lead them, Lord, to many who need to come under the sound of the gospel. We thank you, Lord, for them being here today. Look forward, Lord, to hearing what you're doing, how you're working. And so, Father, I pray that, Father, you would allow us to have a great morning together. And I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, I'm going to ask that you stand just one more time, uh, well, until the end of the service, um, and turn with me uh, to hymn number 483. 483, we have a story to tell to the nations. We've a story to tell to the nation 
She'll turn their hearts to the right A story of truth and mercy A story of peace and life A story of peace and life For the darkness shall turn dawning And the dawning to noonday bright And Christ's great come shall come to earth Kingdom of love and life We've a song to be sung to the nation To the Lord Song that shall conquer evil <coughs> And shatter the spear and sword For the darkness shall turn to message to give that the Lord who reigneth above hath sent to save us and show us that God is love and show us that God is love for the darkness shall turn to dawning the dawning to noonday come to earth, the kingdom of love and life. We've a Savior to show. Thank you. Now you may be seated. Well, it is a joy to have with us this morning Don and Chrissy Chubb and family. And um, they come to us uh, serving with Ethnos 360, which was the former New Tribes Mission. Uh, I think we know a lot about New Tribes Mission. I know over the years we've supported several who were involved with that mission. And so it's just a great joy to have them with us this morning. Uh, they come having served in Mexico and uh, planning to go back uh, with three children. I was reading the latest newsletter, and one of the prayer requests was to uh, pray for their children as well as they um, are parents. Uh, ha their, their cup is full, lots of things to be done. And um, parenting, of course, is, is one of those in the midst of a different culture. And so we do pray for Don and Chrissy and so... Don, I'm going to turn the uh, time over to you, and may God bless you as you come and uh, minister to us. Of course, your wife is sitting right here. Chrissy, would you just stand and just kind of spin or do a, one, a 360? Thank you. Yeah, you may be seated as well. Thank well, you, Don, Pastor. Don, God Rob. bless you. Thank, Thank you. you. Is this on? Did I turn it on right? All right. 
Um, let me get myself together here. Yep, that's us. Uh, first, I'd like to start out by saying thank you. Um, thank you as a church for supporting us and for partnering with us in this work. We couldn't be there without people like you guys uh, behind us and partnering us in this ministry. For those of you who haven't met us, we're uh, Don and Chrissy Chubb. We're working with Xbox 360. I mean, um, Ethnos 360. <laughs> <clears throat> the name, I'm still getting used to the name change. But um, we're working in Mexico, and Mexico is a country uh, with a population of 119 million. Um, oh, there it is. Cool. Uh, <laughs> But uh, of that 119 million, only 8.5% are evangelical Christian. And um, it's home to two, more than 280 language groups. Um, that number flexes a lot because some people consider a bunch of different dialects one group, and some people consider them all separate languages. Um, that, that would err on the side of considering each dialect a separate language. Uh, sort of the, the test is whether they can understand each other or not. Um, and so if we go with the number 280 languages, then 100 to 150 of those languages um, are not reached. They have no gospel witness in their language. They have no access to a church or to hearing the good news. Um, and so that's, that's why New Tribes, or Ethnos 360, is in Mexico. Um, this is a map of the, the language groups. Um, right now, the mission works in the north, um, in that sort of green and purple area, mostly. Uh, let's see. Yeah, the star is where our base is, and... Oops. Oh, it doesn't work. Okay. We're working in one of those groups. Number 12. Hold on. That one. Um, but that's the group we're going to be moving into. And um, the reason that the mission hasn't expanded further south is just because of lack of manpower. We don't have the infrastructure. We don't have the people to do it. And that's one of the big prayer, prayer requests I want to put out there is the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. And we need people to, to, that are willing to go and, and um, see this job through to completion. Uh, this is an aerial view or a satellite view of our village that we're moving into. You can see our house there. Um, there's another few villages around there, about 20 minutes away. Um, yeah, there's some more pictures of our house. We're, um, I guess I should look at my notes once in a while. We're going to be working with the uh, Guadajillo people group. Um, we haven't moved in there yet. Some of our stuff is already out there, and we're, we're excited to get started. Once we get there, we're going to uh, be busy learning the language, learning the culture, and, and, there's, and getting involved in the church plant that's there. Our coworkers are already there, and uh, he already speaks the language. Well, I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit. but um, There's 17 believers in the Guadajillo people group that we know of. Uh, they're not all in the village that we live in or that we're moving into, but, um, but that's that we know of. And the Bible translation is underway. Um, oh, something's wrong with my slides. 
86% of the New Testament has already been translated uh, into Guadalajara. And 1,600 verses from the Old Testament have been translated. So I probably won't be involved in translation from here on out because it's already working along with our coworkers and the missionaries who used to be in that work before us. Um, this is, here's some pictures of the church. Oh, that's our house. And um, there's an airstrip about 20 minutes drive away from our house that we can fly in. Um, if we don't fly in, then it's a pretty long drive. This man is, uh, his name's Marcario. He is, you can call him Mark, um, but pray for Mark. He is, uh, he's one of the few believers that has gotten out of the drug trade. Um, the drug trade is a really serious problem where we are. Almost every man older than 15 uh, grows drugs and sells them to the cartel. And, um, I know every time I talk about this, people get really worried about our safety. Uh, don't worry about us. We're the mission. Uh, um, they have a really good security team, and they assess whether we're in danger or not, and they'll pull us out if it's dangerous. But they, we are in the middle of drug cartel-controlled territory, and they, um, that's what these tribal people do, is they grow drugs. Now, we're not a target by any means, and we're not... Um, the cartel doesn't, they know that we're there and they don't mind that we're there. But this man is one of the few believers that has left the drug trade and um, he's really been struggling to support his family. He's been um, making soap, which we have some soaps out in, on our table that he made um, that you can take or give a donation or whatever you want. But he makes soap and sells it and then he also does some electrical work and he um, is just trying to find whatever he can do to su su um, support his family and, and make an honest living. Um, and so we're trying to help him in any way we can. Uh, these are our coworkers, the Tigres. Um, Vicente is a Guadalajara man. He grew up in this village. And so every, all those houses are family members of his, um, cousins, aunts, uncles, etc. And so he is fluent in the language because it's his first language. And he understands the culture and their animistic belief system perfectly because that's what he was raised in. Uh, he learned Spanish as an adult, went to the city, uh, and went through Bible training and missionary training. And now he's going back to his own people group uh, to see them reached and to see the church plant completed. And Arendita, his wife, is, um, she's from a different people group. And she's, um, they met in the training, and that, that's their son, Misael. But they're, they're really sweet people, and we're really privileged to be working alongside them. Uh, Vicente's been working on the translation a lot, so he's the one that's sort of pushing that along. Uh, he's also been leading worship, and um, his wife has been doing Sunday school for the kids. Um, she doesn't speak the language yet, so this is in Spanish, what she does. But um, a lot of the kids out there speak some Spanish, or are starting to speak Spanish better, so. Um, there's some challenges to living out there. Uh, this is one of them. I couldn't get the previous photo in there, but the roads are pretty bad. Um, it's like... Uh, we, we, we spend six hours on pavement to get 
to the dirt road to where we live, and then we spend six hours on the dirt road to get to our house. And uh, the dirt road is like one long Jeep commercial. It's 55 miles is how far we go in six hours. So it's a lot of this um, type of stuff. Uh, the pictures aren't showing up right, but there's a coral snake that we found just outside our yard. Um, oh, well, oh well. There's a, you can't see it, but there's a big centipede. It was about that big, and those are poisonous. Um, and it's, so we have the airstrip nearby if something were to happen and someone would get bit that we'd be able to evacuate. But um, I put a glass of water up there. Water's a big challenge for us living out there. Um, it's dry. And uh, there's a spring house that we have uphill from our house that feeds water to us and our coworkers. But for a few months out of the year, it's dry, and we have to haul water from the river. And the river's a 45-minute drive away. Um, so the, the government put in a water pumping station to pump water from the river to the village. And um, everybody right now hauls water because the system is broken down. And so we need to, one of the big prayer requests I have is that we'd be able to get that system up and running so that we can have fresh water, uh, not just for us, but for everyone in the village there. Because that, is, that has been a really big um, challenge to constantly be conserving water and taking, uh, taking a shower with a cup, you know, and sort of like dipping it in the bucket. And so it's a, it's a challenge, but it's, um, you know, goes with the territory, I guess. Um, Another big challenge is, like I said, the, the drug trade has been a big issue for us. Um, there's, it's hard to see people come out of it. I don't know how to say it, but they, if that's the only way you can make a living, then that's what you do, whether you know it's wrong or not. And a lot of these people do know that it's wrong, because if, if for no other reason, it's illegal. And they, um, they just... They're unwilling to, I, what I see is a lot of the men are unwilling to go deeper in their faith or they're unwilling to associate themselves with the church and there's a resistance there because they know that if they go into this, they're going to have to stop growing drugs and then they don't want to do that. So they, it's been really hard to see, um, we haven't seen much growth among the men except for Mark, but they, there's a resistance to the gospel, there's a resistance to church and everything just because of they don't want to have to change and we're not telling them hey in order to come to Christ you have to fix your life and be perfect we're, we're just trying to present the gospel to them um, but they know that they'll be convicted of it I guess if they go into it so that's been a challenge um, that's been a challenge for us yeah I mentioned this a little bit earlier um, once we get there, our plans are we want to learn the, the language and the culture, and we want to, um, well, I won't move too fast. Learning the language and the culture is a big task. Uh, this language was previously unwritten. Uh, we'll have some helps that are the previous missionaries that were there left for us, but it's probably going to take us about four years, and that's a little bit of an optimistic number. To, uh, to learn the language and the culture and get to the point where we can start teaching. Um, right now, our coworker is already doing a lot of the teaching, but we, I do want to be involved in the discipleship and the teaching in other villages, and so I will have to get the language and, and understand their culture um, in order to do that. 
Also, I'm going to be heading up community development projects. Uh, community development is um, like getting the water system back up and running so that they can have clean water. Um, helping anyone who wants to get out of the drug trade find honest work, whether it be soap making or leather working or anything that they can do and then export um, so that they can get out of that business. Um, not just because they shouldn't be in it, but because it's so dangerous for them. Uh, so many people who are involved, the lifespan of being uh, in the drug trade is not very good. Uh, one of my friends who is a missionary in a different tribe, when they moved out of the tribe, he was maybe 70, and he said, we've spent a long time here, and uh, in the last 15 years, we've seen 50 of our close friends die just because of the violence that comes with the drug trade. Now, we're not involved, and it's not a danger to us, but those are the people that we want to see reached with the gospel, and so we really want to see people leave that, um, if not for nothing more than their own safety sometimes. Um, I want to start doing the, the worship in the church. Uh, like I said earlier, our coworker Vicente has been teaching, planning uh, all the lesson development. He's been doing the worship in the church. He's been traveling around to different villages and, and um, visiting with people there and doing discipleship. And he's been doing Bible studies in the church in the middle of the week. He's just, it's been a one-man show for a while, and it's been really taking a toll on him. And so I want to be able to, when I get there, do everything I can uh, before I have the language and the culture down. I can, everything that I can take off of his plate, I want to try and take off of his plate. So um, I'll be trying to, I'm, learn, I'm trying to learn how to play the guitar while I'm home. We'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, as far as in the same vein, I want to try and take as much off of his plate as I can. House maintenance, car maintenance, um, all of the community development stuff, just whatever I can do to, to ease his burden right now is kind of my job. Um, and then once we do get the language and the culture, I want to be involved in uh, more of the one-on-one -on -one discipleship of future church leaders and um, also in outreaches to other communities nearby that speak the same language. So, oops. I don't know what happened in my PowerPoint. But um, this is a... This is something that I think gets skipped a lot, but I wanted to mention, uh, I know a lot of this has just been sort of dry information, but this is something that I think is important to touch on, and uh, the purpose of missions, why, why do we go there and do this? Um, it, it's fun, but that's not why, and I'd, yeah, I'd probably rather be here, but um, Matthew 28, 19, and 20 says, uh, go and make disciples of all nations. Um, so that's pretty clear. Uh, it's clear that the Lord does not wish for any to perish, but for all to come to repentance. Um, he's commanded to us, I have appointed you to be a light to the Gentiles, to bring salvation to the ends of the earth. Um, and it's not there yet. And how are they to hear without someone preaching to them, and how are they to preach unless they're sent? And that's why I say thank you to uh, churches like, like you guys that have sent us, um, because we wouldn't be able to go so that they can hear without someone sending us. Um, and I, I, I don't know why this verse sticks out to me. It touches me, because um, Paul says, I desire to preach where Christ has not been named, 
Um, I feel kind of like that sometimes, I guess. Uh, the song that we were singing earlier, the world before, or the, the cross before me, the world behind me, um, that I was thinking when we were singing that, that's a wonderful place to be, to, to say to the world, you know what, what you have to offer, that, that offer of you'll be happy if you just have this, if you just have, what is it, a white picket fence and 2.5 kids or whatever, I don't know, but it, you know, they offer, the world offers happiness. And it says, if you have this, if you could just have this, you'd be happy. And it's holding a carrot out in front of us to chase that. And we have to turn our backs on that and say, that's not why we're on this planet, uh, is to chase those things. That's not why I'm here. But not only that, it's not going to make you happy anyway. So what's the point in chasing all that? So the, put the world behind you. This is my challenge, I guess, is put the world behind you and put the cross before you. Uh, because to focus on what Jesus has done for us in the cross. And he, I, I don't know if you guys have seen The Passion of the Christ, but I like to visualize that and just close my eyes and picture Jesus on that, uh, whatever that thing was, where they strapped him down and started whipping him. And it just, he went through all of that for us. Let's keep that before us. But then there's another transition that has to happen too. And that's not just the world behind me, the cross before me. But then, all right, thank you, Lord. And keep that here and, and bring the world back and say, this is where you want me to go. And, and it becomes the cross right here with me and the world in front of me. Uh, that that's our mission. That's our mission field. Whether we're in Mexico or whether we're here in Halifax, it's, uh, we have this wonderful savior, this wonderful message of salvation. And there's people out there that don't have, not only don't have it, but don't have access to it, or that people that just haven't heard it in this valley. Um, and that's, that's, I think, the posture that I want to have is, yes, you know, the world behind me in that sense, but the cross here with me and the world in front of me in another sense. And so that really touched me while we were singing. Um, how am I doing on time? I think I'm okay. I'm okay. All right. Um, our hope for the future of this work uh, is we want to see a Guadalajara tribal church planted uh, with church leaders raised up that are discipled and mature in their faith that can continue on the church without missionaries there. We want to work ourselves out of a job. Uh, we don't want to be there sort of paternalistically uh, guiding the church and making sure that they don't, you know, fall into error. We want, we want to equip the leaders of that church to respond to the guidance of the Holy Spirit on their own and say, hey, you've got the Bible here, you've got the Holy Spirit inside you, and you're, you're mature in your faith, and I, we want to hand over the church to the people. Um, but that's, that's a lofty goal. And there have been missionaries in this work for a long time, 20 plus years, I believe, not in this village necessarily, but in the, this people group, 20 plus years. And um, that's, that's our goal, but it's not, it's not easy, and it's not going to be quick, and we're not going to come back in four years and say, we planted 20 churches. Um, it just doesn't work like that. But our goal is to see them mature and thriving and growing and reaching out to the rest of their people group and it takes time. 
And uh, a lot of the people groups in Mexico, um, they're hardened. They're, very, they're a very stoic people, and they're very hardened, and they're very um, against change and outsiders. And so the verse where Paul says, uh, you know, some plant and some water, but God reaps the harvest, I feel like in Mexico it's, well, this guy went and he plowed the ground and just tried to prepare the ground for 10 years. And then he earned enough of a testimony in the eyes of the people and they saw uh, Christ's life in him that they started being willing to accept the planting of the seed. And then uh, instead of it just being, oh, here, here's the gospel, they, they don't take it. But the testimony of Christ being lived out, Christ, the life of Christ being lived out through us in their presence, um, I hope will will continue to plow the ground and, and, um, and plant the seed, so. But yeah, that's our, that's our goal. And um, feel free to uh, get in touch with us through any of these if you wanna jot any of that down. But, um, but that's, that's what I believe the Lord has us doing. That's what he uh, wants done on this earth and we're willing to go and so I don't know if he, um, I don't know exactly how all that works. Did he call us specifically or, or did he just give a challenge to the church and we said, okay, I'm, I don't claim to understand all that, but we went, so there you go. Um, I think that's all I have to say about that, but we will be around for the potluck and um, we'll have more pictures and we'll do a Q&A time if anybody has questions. So, all right, thank you. Thank you, John, we appreciate that so much. We appreciate that. Thank you. And you're gonna stick around for the potluck. Yeah. And so please uh, stick around as well. Uh, as he said, there's more pictures and if you have actually questions for him, uh, they'll be able to answer those at that time. So we're gonna sing a song and then um, we're going to be dismissed. Uh, does anybody smell food? Take your hymn books, if you would, please, and turn with me to hymn number 486. Hymn number 486, we have heard the joyful sound. You know, it's quite a task uh, to wear all of those hats. Uh, you know, to take uh, the um, responsibilities of this coworker and place them upon yourself. Uh, some of those things that, that Don was sharing, the challenges, um, almost seem um, impossible. And yet, you know, we have a God who says that uh, with me, nothing is impossible. And so having been called uh, to that place, to that group, um, God is able to do some things well beyond our imagination. And we really believe that he's going to do that uh, with Don and Chrissy and family. Do pray for the children. Uh, you know, can you imagine bringing up children in that environment, um, in that culture? It must, that must be awfully hard. And so pray for them in all of these different aspects. There's so many things that um, we need to bring before the Lord. 486, stand with me if you would please. We have heard the joyful sound that Jesus saves. <clears throat>
and cross the waves. Tis the Lord's command. Jesus saves. Jesus saves. Wafted on the rolling tide. Jesus saves. Now to sinners far and wide. Saves. Jesus saves. Sing ye islands of the sea. Echo back the ocean caves, steeper jubilee, Jesus saves, Jesus saves, sing above the battle strife, Jesus saves, Jesus saves, by his death and endless life, <clears throat> Jesus saves, sing it softly through the gloom. Father, we thank you for that message, the message of the cross. And Lord, the challenge to us is not just to pray for this family, but to also recognize, Lord, that the cross is before us and the world is behind us. And yet, interesting, that we're sent to go into the world. So, Father, we have a part to play right here. Maybe it's not in Mexico or another part of the world, but, Father, this is our world. And so I pray that we might heed the challenge, that we, Lord, might share this good news. Now, Father, watch over Don and Chrissy and family. Father, that environment surrounded by people, Lord, who are not friendly, and yet, Lord, you have given them protection, security by the mission. We thank you for that. And pray that you would keep them safe in that house where they live. I pray as they undertake more responsibility that, Father, you might give them strength, the, the energy, the ability to be able to take upon themselves add, an added workload. I pray for Chrissy, Lord, as mom. And Father, raising these little children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Lord, give her great wisdom. And Father, I pray for these children, that Father, you might watch over them, that you might put that hedge around them. So again, we thank you for the report, for the update. And Father, help us as a church, now not just to support them in a financial way, but, Father, we have been given this information for a reason, and that is to bring this family and lift them before the throne of grace. Father, we thank you for their willingness to go. 
leaving family behind and friends. Lord, you do a great work through them. Bring forth much fruit as a result of their labors. And so we commit them to you. Father, we thank you for our lunch to follow. Father, you've been a great God to us in providing us with our every need. Bless, Lord, our time together around the table. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.